Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters. My name is Adam Torres, and if you'd like to apply to be a guest on the show, just head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, so today I have Mike Casey on the line, and he's founder and president at Tigercom. Mike, welcome to the show. Adam, thanks for having me. All right, Mike, so uh, you brought us what a great topic today, um, how PR and communications are changing the world of business. I tell people that all the time, but uh, I might be biased being in the business, but I'm excited to get your your uh, input on that and insight and, um, and, and really get into this topic. But before we do that, I'll start this episode the way that we start them all with our Mission Matters Minute. So, Mike, we at Mission Matters, we amplify stories for entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. That's our mission. Mike, what mission matters to you? Well, our mission here at Tirecom is to move the U.S. economy onto a much more sustainable footing. That's awesome. Love bringing uh, mission-based entrepreneurs and executives on the line to really share why they do what they do, like what gets them fired up and going in the morning. So um, just just diving into the topic. So um, tell us more about TigerCon. So like how do you get started with founding this? Like how did you get into the business? Well, I can answer that question two ways. The first is 17 years ago, I came out of the NGO world that was working on sustainability issues. And I saw three gaps. One, we were trying to beat something with nothing. We would say no to coal, no to polluting technologies, but we didn't have an option to point to. The second was we didn't have an infrastructure to deliver that narrative in a robust way. And the third is there was really no way to pay forward lessons learned on how to, how to, do that sort of communication. So I expressly set up and have established and run this shop from day one to serve the needs of really uh, the disruptors in the economy, the people who are not, they're not growing the new Google where they're disrupting a lot of people over time. These are new sectors within industries that are disrupting very powerful and entrenched incumbents. So they have disruptor needs, big, and disruptor budgets, often limited. And our job is to bring the best of marketing and public affairs services to these disruptors. Mm. That's awesome. And so what I like about your firm, too, is that you're focused on a niche. Like you picked a niche. It's something that, um, you know, resonates to you and your overall mission. And I just find people that do that typically do a lot of good work for their clients. Um, so tell us your views on how, why you think PR and communications is so important to get the message out. Well, it's in short because the way that Americans who buy things, whether it's anything above an impulse purchase, anything from a picture frame to a car to a large industrial project, the way we're making decisions about when to buy, what to buy, and who to buy from, that's changed a lot. And it's changed a lot because of, and it has both cause and effect relationship, if you will, with these devices that we're on. The average American pre-pandemic was spending between five and seven hours a day on screens. Average American estimated to get 15,000 plus marketing messages a day. 
This third number is debated by people smarter than me, but the attention spans in Americans have shrunk down south of 10 or 8 seconds, depending on which one you, you want to pick. What, that's at, what that means for business owners is that we are marketing to a society that beca has become information fruit flies. We land, we sip, we move on. We land, we sip, we move on. And that means that for most people, when they're going to make a decision to buy, they're not going to do that taking an interruption from an advertisement or from a sales representative. What they are going to do is behave in certain ways online through searching and consuming content. And if we can enable business owners to be part of the reliable territory that a potential buyer is going to go to to educate him or herself in the early part of the purchase decision, that's where we can provide a lot of value for our sectors and for other sectors. What are some of the um, major or just like positive influences on your work? Uh, well, one, I'm inspired by the people that I work with. We, we just have amazing people who now becoming a clean economy communicator is a thing. When I started this 17 years ago, I had to talk people into the idea. They'd never heard of it before. They might be favorably inclined. But in recruitment, I was recruiting people into the idea. Now I'm recruiting people into the firm. Big difference. And what you get is a lot of really talented people. Some are young, some are mid-career, some are at the end of their careers, but are really interested in pitching in to address, in a positive way, the greatest existential crisis this planet has ever faced. And they're inspiring. Second, I would say the, the people we do the work for, they're just some of the smartest people I think I've ever met. They, they come up with ingenious solutions to intractable problems. and some of them make it through the business scaling process and some of them don't. But their smarts and their perseverance and their courage, I find really inspiring. And the third is I'd say my, my wife and kids are just, they're awesome. They've been behind us from the get-go. This is a lot of time on planes and, and uh, late hours. And my family's been nothing but, but um, completely supportive. And that's a big deal. What kind of trends are you seeing right now? Let's just call, say in, in the clean economy overall. Like what? Like what? What are you hearing? Because yeah, I feel like you have a unique vantage point. Like obviously, there's people working in different sectors, specifically on their projects, but you're really helping you know many different sectors within that whole clean economy movement. Like what kind of things are you seeing? It's a good question. So yes, I agree. We do either by accident or design. I think we we kind of live in the switchyards at, at, at the train tracks, and it does allow us to see a lot of traffic. If I was going to sum the whole thing up, I would say rapidly gathering momentum, dwindling time. So there is an incredible influx of capital, smarts, professional talents that are being poured into making even hard-to-clean-up industries much more sustainable. And a lot of these commitments are real. Some of them it's greenwashing, but a lot of it's real. Some of them, like BP, are actually looking at fundamental transformations of their business models. And I think that all of that's really important. And yet, we cannot get away from the fact that all of this is designed to solve a problem which keeps worsening and accelerating 
blowing past the worst predictions. So we all I know is that if we're going to not have all of our kids living at Mad Max at Thunderdome, we are going to have to scale these technologies and this shift much more rapidly with way less of a drag coefficient from the status quo types. Now, with your, um, you know, with your NGO background and just, and now obviously telecommunications, and you've been just in communications for quite some time. I mean, let's, let's say going on 40 years or so, if, if, I'm, if my math is right. Um, so I think you have a unique vantage point. So when I ask you this question, I'm in no means um, asking you to have a crystal ball or putting you on the hook for any predictions, but like what kind of things do you see coming next or what kind of things do, are you getting the feeling for? I think... One of the benefits of starting your career pre-internet and seeing the internet become a thing and then seeing the entire world shift its relatedness substantially to online means, you are forever going to be a digital immigrant as opposed to a digital native. But the benefit is that you get to see the macro trends. So perhaps because I'm a little bit I got a little bit more gray hair than most people doing this. Seasoned, Mike. We're going to say you're seasoned. I love you, man. I love you. Right. Go for it. You're, you're not you – got a young interviewer not taking advantage of an old man. I appreciate that. So I think if I were going to predict where my line of work is going, we're going to have much more seamless integration of technology in the human outreach. I think the AI-based, sometimes worrying trends that we see, like making videos that feature Adam Torres saying things that Adam Torres never said, the ability to do that, that sort of creative content generation, it's scary in a lot of ways because we can make up whole narratives about Adam Torres that are completely false. But we can also bridge gaps and differences in perspectives in a much more seamless way if we use the technology right. And I don't think the manifestations of AI and really advanced technologies in my line of work have stuck their head up yet for us to really see what they're going to look like, but they're definitely they're definitely growing underground. And it's when they come up, it's going to be very exciting and interesting. Yeah, it's interesting because I, the way I see it is, is um, you know, there's just room for a lot of innovation and there's room for yes. progress sometimes at a maybe a faster rate of change than in the past. I don't know. But um, it just seems like the world, as the world gets smaller for certain things, obviously your work becomes even that much more important because, you know, change um, and, uh, and innovation and advancement has to be done in a responsible way so that we're thinking about this planet, right? But um, just overall, it seems like if we can get this right, um, you know, quality of living and life just around the world has a, has a potential to increase in, in to an increment um, compared to whatever it is. Again, for, irrespective of where you're at, it seems like. You no, know, I was overseas this summer with my family, and I'm not a futurist, but it dawned on me as I was sitting on this beach listening to people from a bunch of different European countries. Um, walk by. I turned to my wife and I said, I'll bet you in five years, you're going to be able to buy a device from Google, which can go on your sunglasses or is kind of like an earpiece uh, mm -hmm. a boom mic combination. 
and speakerphone, which allow you to go to any country, plug in the language, talk, and it translates in your voice into perfect Mandarin, perfect Hindi, perfect Kazakh. I will bet you that's, that's, that's around the corner, things like that. So if you think about it, the technology is going to be tremendously it's, – it's going to – it's going to really grease the wheels, I think, quite a bit. I will also say, though, the two other things I think my field is going to have to solve for is the further democratization of content creation. Of course, now anybody can make content, and there is a general trend toward organically generated content or content that looks like it's organically generated. So I think you're going to have, I think, the influence, the, the importance of Influencer campaigns is going to go up substantially. Practices and tactics are going to become whole specialties that solve for the continued exponential growth in sources of content, numbers of channels, and all of that will mean that a really big wave of attention that you get is going to be made up of attention from lots more outlets and each out is going to give you a relatively small amount of attention that adds up to a big, a big total. Does that make sense? Oh no, for sure. The the aggregate of it all is uh, is important. And when we think about how things, um, how how content is distributed, um, all of that. I mean, that's our business, and uh, and we think about it and have those discussions every day. Um, so, Mike, I just have to tell you, it's been great having you on the show today and learning more about your background, your views, and also um, what you're doing at TigerCom to really make the world a better place. I mean, your, your PR and your getting the word out for your clients is really important. Um, that being said, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information or to connect with you and your team, what's the best way for them to do that? They can... Find us at TigerCom with two M's dot US, or they can get me at Mike Casey underscore TigerCom on LinkedIn. Fantastic. Well, uh, to the audience listening, if this is your first time with Mission Matters, just to let you know, we're a platform all about getting the word out there for entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Like, so we bring on mission-based individuals and have them share why they do what they do, like what gets them fired up to go out there in the world and to make it a better place. Uh, if that's content that interests you, then we highly uh, suggest and invite you to subscribe to the show wherever you're watching it, whether it's on uh, YouTube or uh, on one of our our podcast platforms because we have many more mission-based entrepreneurs coming up for you and uh, we don't want you to miss a thing and mike really it has been a pleasure thanks again for coming on the show adam thanks for having me great to talk to you